I hope whoever is listening to this is having a great day, night, afternoon, evening, and I hope you're in a good mood because I'm going to be talking about some kind of depressing things. (laughs) So I think as I've said before, something I've struggled with a lot is body image and body dysmorphic disorder since I was pretty little. Um, I think lots of people struggle with growing up in houses where a parent is pushing a dieting lifestyle or struggling with disordered eating themselves and it becomes engraved in you as a kid because, you know, just like you first learned English, it was what people were talking about around you, it got sunk in your brain or whatever and it's just what you're taking in. So if people are talking negatively about themselves when you're growing up, that's what you're gonna think, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's kind of what my situation was like, at least. We talked about food and how it relates to weight a lot in my house, and pretty negatively about weight gain. We went to family nutritionist sessions for some reason, which has stayed pretty memorable in my mind. In fact, (laughs) I can trace back to when I was in the midst of my eating disorder, and it was pretty bad. I, like, would not eat pasta, and I think it was literally the voice of some random nutritionist lady that I met, like, 12 years ago telling me that pasta is bad for you, like, that's, that's bullshit, what? Okay, anyway, anyway, um, yeah, so, besides that, people can have other reasons for body issues, like personality, mental disorders, or drug abuse, For me, something else that heavily contributed was my years taking dance classes. And I know anyone that has taken any form of dance, gymnastics, or like skating when they were younger knows how shitty a coach or teacher can make you feel about yourself. I think I started dance when I was maybe four years old. And I guess my parents like seeing me look stupid in funny costumes because they kept signing me up. And, you know, I don't really remember anything from before I was, like, eight. Not just dance-wise, like, in general. So, um, that part's a bit patchy. (laughs) But, uh, oh, fun fact, not so fun fact. If you have patchy memories of your childhood and exhibit any other forms of trauma, it's probably because your brain is repressing it and it's just tucked away somewhere. But, fun mental health fact. Anywho... (laughs) I was, like, pretty bad at dance until I was maybe 11, and then I got obsessed with ballet for some reason. I mean, I watched all these documentaries about ballerinas and their daily lives, and was just kind of fixated on embodying one of those people. And for me, a big part of that was their bodies, (laughs) which, as you stereotypically know, are very long, lean, thin, and when I looked in the mirror... That was literally the opposite of what I saw, and I honestly hated it. The same body type my family always made me feel was best was an example of a perfect ballerina, which really convinced me my own body was not so good. My issues with perfectionism really came out, and I also started to kind of develop obsessive-compulsive tendencies at this time. So, as a result... (laughs) I exercised and stretched every day for a really long time. In dance class, I felt like everything was easier for me than before, and teachers also kind of noticed, 
I definitely improved in dance, like, more than ever at the beginning of when my eating issues started. I think that happened because the teachers saw I was working harder, and they always used to make class very competitive, so they'd comment on our bodies extensively and compare them to each other. And that, along with standing in a mirror, staring at yourself for hours every week, was just downright unhealthy. And those were, I'm sure, so many people's experiences with doing dance or anything similar. But basically, yeah, I hated the way I look. And, like, I'm not going to say I don't hate my body now. (laughs) But I have learned how to continuously learn to love my body whilst also being able to give it nourishment. The nourishment it needs to keep working. And I know you're all thinking, but Abby, you make it sound so easy. And trust me, it is not. But nothing ever actually worth it is, right? So, where do we start? Well, thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you. Um, My words of wisdom for y'all is a term I recently learned in treatment, which is called body neutrality. So, sometimes body love can seem like a reach, but there is an option of working towards a middle ground. Body neutrality is respecting your body and listening to its needs, while also still struggling with poor body image. And this is super difficult if you've been a long loop of self-hatred. Trust me, I know. But here's what I did. Okay, so this past weekend, I started... Sorry, I'm like moving in my chair. This past weekend, I started a journal. Shout out to Maya Wilson-Arathon. You know who you are for inspiring me to do so. And anyway, I did this thing... This thing? This thing before bed where I wrote down a list of things my body did for me that day. I think one of them was it let me eat these really good strawberries... Another was it walked me to the reservoir with my dog. Oh, and I went driving with my dad, and I didn't hit any trash cans. So, yeah, it was an accomplishment in my book. Um, When you start looking at your body like a house to your beautiful, wonderful soul, it really does inspire you to take care of it. Without it, you wouldn't be able to do nothing, and all the somethings you'd be missing out on would be the things that make you happy. So why hurt the mechanism that allows you to do the things that make you happy? And putting that in a food sense, the food is just fuel for that mechanism. Just like you put gas in a car so it works. Calories are literally just pieces of energy, okay? (laughs) You use them to be a human, and trying to avoid them really does just make you feel like a pile of crap. I promise. I mean, I was always cold, my hair fell out, I grew fuzzy shit on my arms, (laughs) and it was just not cute. Like, for a disease that for so many people is fixated on beauty and perfection, it sure does help you feel like a troll. So, (laughs) eat and hug your friends and smile and go on adventures and eat all the food that lets you do that. Because, or, you could look like a troll, always have a headache, and slowly have no will to live. Like, I think we all know the right answer here. (laughs) But, okay, side note. With all that said... You cannot just choose to recover or choose to not get an eating disorder. It affects people of every shape, color, race, gender, sexuality, religion, and all the other things. (laughs) Our world has so many stigmas around mental disorders with eating, especially that can make people struggling feel invalidated or as if they aren't sick enough, which sounds insane, right? Like if your brain is literally telling you that it wants to be sick, something must be wrong. But it can really feel like you're just plain alone. So 
I'm here to tell you that you are never alone in your struggles, and the only way to get past them is to start talking about it. So that's all for now, but I hope you all have a great weekend, and remember to do something nice for yourself. Toodles!